Welcome to the Battlestat Sports Podcast. This is beautiful. What is that, Velvet? Hosted by Nick Nino's Corner Battle. Damn right. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Horns Corner section of the Battlestat Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Nick Nino's Corner Battle. Today, we are going to go over the Texas versus Oklahoma game recap uh, from the Red River rivalry. I can never say that right. This is a Red River shootout. It's what I'm used to, guys. But let's dig into this, guys. Um, you know, if you'd have told me last week, if you'd have asked me a question, who's going to be the more physical team in this game, I would have clearly chosen – a hundred times out of a hundred, Texas was going to be the more physical team in this game. That was not the answer. That was not the answer for yesterday. Uh, Oklahoma physically dominated uh, Texas on both sides of the line, on the offense and the defensive sides of the line. Um, the Oklahoma came away with nine sacks, guys. I think another five tackles for loss on top of those sacks. And so you're looking at uh, 14 times they were in the backfield. Well, they got hits in the backfield. Uh 14 times that game, not including the hits that they got in the Ellen Graff three pass the ball. Um, very, very, very physical game when it came to Oklahoma. I am very amazed at how much Alex Grinch has turned around the defense and, you know, just one off season and they, uh, in the six game schedule so far, a uh, complete 180 from, you know, from Stoops' defense of last year. Um, yeah, they totally dominated Texas on both sides of the line. So it's like it knew where all the plays were going. Um, yeah. Good game for them. Good game for them. Who says the Big 12 doesn't play tough ball? You know, when the score being 10 to 3 at halftime, I was thinking this is a defensive juggernaut ball. Texas gets a few turnovers from Oklahoma. Oklahoma slows Texas down. And this is like your your typical quote unquote SEC uh, kind of game that everybody likes to talk about how tough it is in the, on the defense side of the ball. But what a game. What a game. You guys didn't know Oklahoma won the game yesterday, 34 to 27, so a seven point game. Um, but good game overall. Um, you know, I'm a Texas grad. You know, you guys know that. Uh, so, you know, for me to say a game's a good game and my boys don't win. I mean, it was a horrible game. My boys lost. But, you know, it is what it is. But let's let's dig into this game. Texas got thoroughly outcoached this game. Um, I thought the Texas offense was very predictable. Uh, you know, you could, you know, I could pretty much telegraph what the plays were going to be. I and mean, if I can telegraph them from uh, sitting at the Yard House Bar down in downtown D.C., um, then I'm pretty sure that the Oklahoma staff could definitely, you know, figure out what play was going to get called. Um, uh, yeah, it was very vanilla. I thought that Texas was playing a very vanilla scheme um, in the past five games to kind of ramp up for this game where they're going to let everything go. Not the case. There were no trick plays. There were no, uh, n- you know, no plays to catch Oklahoma off guard. They run the same thing over and over and over, and, and Oklahoma was prepared for it, and they stopped it. Um, so if you dig into these metrics, guys, um, you guys know BSN offense uh, of 40 is the average BSN offense. Texas had a 17, which is the lowest they've had, I think, in this three-year um, uh, journey I've done with, you know, of Texas football. Oklahoma had a 61.3, 21.3 points higher than the NCAA average of 40. Uh, on the defense side of the ball, Oklahoma had a 55.7, and Texas had a 39.4. The average for defense for NCAA is 45. Uh, so, you know, Texas uh, clocked in, uh, you know, almost six points less. And uh, Oklahoma was uh, almost 11 points higher. Uh, so 
you know, that was the game, guys. I mean, just on the offensive side of the ball, um, the BSN rate. You know, you guys know what the BSN rate is. You know, go take a look at, uh, you know, my website, battlesatsports.com. Go listen to some other um, podcasts, and you know, I, I do a great job of explaining what the BSN is, the battle set number, and the OSR, the offensive success rating, and the DSR, the defensive you know, success rating. So I'm not going to go over it today. Now, like I said, guys, Texas had a 16.96, let's just say a 17 BSN offense. 23 points less than NCAA average. It's kind of funny to me. Jesus Christ. Um, the line was horrible, guys. Like I told you guys, nine sacks and an additional uh, five, uh, you know, tackles for loss. Texas on the wrong side of the field, the complete, you know, pretty much the whole first half and most of the second half also. They were uh, inside their own 20. And they got a bunch of penalties inside their 20 and they ended up pushing them back to inside the 10 on a bunch of those penalties. They, Kept getting, uh, they kept starting out on in uh, in horrible field position, but somebody else's fault, but Texas's fault. Um, the plays were very predictable. There were a bunch of plays where you know I was just like, you got to be kidding me. These bubble screens, we got to get rid of them. Um, if you're going to run the ball, put Rashawn Johnson back there and let him run the ball. He is your best running back. Where the Texas uh, coaches and, and and the coaching staff wants to admit it, maybe they're too prideful to admit it, but Rashawn Johnson is your best running back, not Keontae Ingram. Uh, I like Anthony Ingram. He's a good back, but Rashawn Johnson is the fire. Uh, he's a fire starter that you guys need to wake the offense up. When he came in, the kid had nine carries for, I don't know, was it nine carries, 98 yards or so? A kid averaged 11 yards a carry. You know, like let him ball out, let him play, man. You know, that kid, uh, he deserved to play. And I think we didn't give him an opportunity to play when he gave him nine carries. When he busted up those two big runs in the second half and pretty much got us the lead. Or, or or brought us close to the lead or kept us in the game, basically. It's like we, we went away from them. And that's a shame on the Texas coaching staff. Um, you know, it just is what it is. That's that's a shame. It's a foul. You know, the kid needs to play more. Uh, we need to run the ball more, and he needs to play more. He needs to be the starting running back from now on. I don't care if he's a freshman or not. If he's a freshman, wall, let him hit his freshman wall. <laughs> just let him hit it. What else is going to happen? What's the worst that can happen? You know, he's your best running back. He has, you know, he has a, a little bit of vision, but when he sees that hole, guys, he hits it hard and there's no hesitation. You need to play that kid. All right, I'm on. I'm done with my Rashawn Johnson rant for today. But if you look at the BSN rates per quarter for Texas, um, per quarter, first quarter, 35.4 BSN, below the 40 NCAA average. The second quarter, negative 3.4. Yes, I said negative, guys. Negative 3.4 BSN score for the second quarter. Third quarter, 20.5. And the fourth quarter, 31.6. The BSN total for this team was 17 for the entire game. NCAA average, guys, is 40. They're 23 points less. Wow. In the first half, in the first half, the first two quarters, Longhorn's offense had 83 yards. The offensive line allowed four sacks. They allowed three tackles for loss on top of those four sacks, and he only had three points for the entire quarter. Now, I know the Texas offense usually starts off slow sometimes, but my God, this low, 83 yards, seven times being hit, but, you know, being hit behind the line of scrimmage, uh, three points of total offense, and you're supposed to be a physical team? Come on, man. Come on, man. We got to do better than that. I say we because I'm a Texas grad. We got to do better than that, guys. Got to do better than that. But in saying that, you got to give Oklahoma some credit. Their defense came up to play. They came up, they showed out, they did their thing. Way to go, defense. Way to go, defense. 
uh, Oklahoma defense, and that just sounds bad saying it. But it is what it is, guys. Um, we take a look at this offense, guys. In the second half, second half, the offense was a little bit better. Uh, they scored 24 points in the second half. You know, so three touchdowns and a field goal. But still not efficient enough, guys, to beat Oklahoma. Uh, we had 227 second-half yards, uh, but the offensive line still gave up five sacks. Uh, an additional two tackles, two tackles for loss on top of that. Um, we had four offensive line penalties in the second half. We only had five penalties for the whole game. We had four in the second half on the offensive line. Um, yeah, ridiculous. And I said Rashawn Johnson had nine carries. I'm sorry, guys. He had eight carries for 95 yards, so over 11 yards a carry. And why do we only give a guy the ball eight times and he's averaging over 11 yards a carry? I digress. Um, yeah. Here's what it is, guys. Bad offensive game all the way around. Uh, this is like something was wrong with Sam Ellinger. Um, he had plenty of opportunities to run the ball, and he just stayed in the pocket, stayed in the pocket, stayed in the pocket. And some of those sacks, I'm not going to put all in the offensive line. Some of them are covered sacks, I think, because he had an opportunity to run, and Sam just didn't run. And I, I just don't understand it. Um, you know, I'm used to Bam Bam Sam here, and he's not Bam Bam Sam. So, you know, uh, I don't know if something's wrong with the offense or something's wrong with Sam. Is it that rib injury that, that we've uh, heard about, that phantom rib in, you know, that phantom rib injury that we've heard about or not? But, you know, something's up with him. He didn't look himself. Um, you know, uh, he, he just didn't look himself. Uh, this offense played far worse than it did against LSU. Is Oklahoma's defense better than LSU? God, I don't know, but I don't think so. Um, you know, they got talent over there, too. I mean, you know, they recruit uh, usually at a higher level than Texas does. It's just a matter of them getting coached, and it looks like they finally got coached. Um, one thing also with this Texas offense, only five explosive plays, guys, and two of those come from Rashawn Johnson. Two. Yeah. All right. So Texas never reached 40 uh, when it comes to the BSN score for any quarter. Um, so they never reached 40, guys, the NCAA average. Horrible game. Horrible game for our offensive uh, uh, team um, when it comes to the Red River shootout. Uh, I don't know what plays this staff was calling, why they want to call these plays, but it was not beneficial to our guys. All right. So, in saying all that back to Texas offense, let's go to the Oklahoma offense. Oklahoma offense, they look really good, guys. Uh, if you go over to BSN scores, it's 61.3 BSN total. Uh, 48.4 in the first quarter, 51.6 in the second quarter, 51.4 in the third quarter, and then in the fourth quarter, they exploded and just tore the game open. 110.8 BSN uh, score for the fourth quarter. Like I said, their total composite score for 61.3. Efficient. They're very efficient. 507 yards of total offense compared to Texas' 303. Um, they had no sacks in the game. Uh, the offense committed only one penalty. Start a uh, 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 difference from them having no sacks and Texas having nine. The Oklahoma offense having one penalty and Texas having five. Um, their success rating was 46%, which is 6% higher than the NCAA average of 40%. Um, but their fourth quarter, where I, where I told you guys they balled out, they had an 84.6% fourth quarter OSR, their, uh, their offensive success rating, nearly 45% higher than the NCAA average. Yeah, so – they scored those two touchdowns in that fourth quarter, and it kind of sealed the game. Um, but let's talk about the explosive plays for Oklahoma. They had 12 explosive plays compared to Texas's five. You know, the great 
Bill Walsh said that uh, the team has one more explosive play than his than his uh, his opponent. They usually win that game around ninety percent of the time. Well, Oklahoma had seven more explosive plays, so that takes something. And I was gonna have seven more explosive plays for a total of twelve explosive plays for the game. They averaged twenty six point nine yards per explosive play, and those explosive plays were nineteen percent of their plays, their total offensive plays. So just say almost one out of every five play that they they had not completed, but every one out of five times they dropped back and either handed the ball off or passed it, it was going for an explosive play. And an explosive play average of almost 27 yards. Wow. All right. Now, um, uh, I thought the Texas uh, defense was going to be able to stop the run, which is what they do all all year. They they put a a great emphasis on stopping the run and, and making the team one dimensional. They couldn't do this with Oklahoma. Uh, you know, Oklahoma rushed for 282 yards. People, 282 yards at an average of 8.1 yards per carry. Um, like, come on, you couldn't you couldn't stop the run, and not only could you not stop the run, they couldn't stop Ceedee Lamb. I'm not gonna say you couldn't stop the passing game because you know we'll talk about Jalen Hurst and passing here in, in, in the QB section. But they couldn't stop the run. They couldn't stop Ceedee Lamb. Ceedee Lamb basically showed us why he's going to be a first round pick this year. Um, he had a highlight reel against Texas. And he had, he had a highlight reel. Three touchdowns in the game. Uh, something like 170 yards or so over there. You know, in the game, the dude had a highlight reel that he can just put on at his NBA at his NFL draft day. He can put on his Texas highlight reel, and that could be what they show uh, for his highlights when he gets drafted and goes across the stage. Just put on the Red River Shootout. That's it. He's a first-round pick next year. Well, this year in 2020. Best player in the field yesterday. Not even close, guys. So let's go ahead and let's talk about the BSN defense, guys. All right, guys. When it comes to the BSN defense, let's uh, take a look at the Texas defense first. They had a 39.4 BSN defense. The lowest BSN defense that they've had since the LSU game. Um, I mean, they were they were bad. I mean, I, 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 they were bad. You know, that was six points less than the NCAA average, uh, which is forty-five points. Um, no pass rush at all in this in in this game. You know, let's let's think about this for a minute, guys. We've had seven sacks. Texas has had seven sacks over his first six games in the season. Three of those sacks were against Rice. So let's take Rice out of the equation. They're not, a, you know, let's just take Rice out of the equation. It's Rice. So over five games of, against opponents that matter, Texas has had four sacks. Four. Four sacks against opponents against five teams that matter. All right? Think about that for a minute. Four sacks. So, yeah, they got to get some pass rush. I know Malcolm Roach got out of the game for the targeting call, but uh, I don't even think if he was in the game that we'd be generating, you know, any more pass rush than what we did. This is Texas, man. We got players. You know, I want to. We we have talented players. We recruit well. We recruit at a high rate. There's no reason why we should not be able to get some pressure on the quarterback. No sacks, guys. When you when your defensive line gets no pressure, your linebackers have to work harder. When your linebackers have to work harder and there's no pressure on the quarterback and it's all day to sit back and throw the ball, your DBs got to work harder. A DB can really only functionally hold a wide receiver for three to four seconds tops, guys. Jalen Hurts had all the time he wanted to to pass the ball yesterday. 
so it's a foul on, on, on our defensive line and our coaching staff and not generating enough pressure to get to these guys. We run something like a three, three, five or a three, two, six yesterday. We got to have four guys in that line, guys. We got to get some pressure on these guys, man. I don't know if it's a combination of Coburn in the middle, uh, uh, along with a guy like uh, uh, Ojimo, and then on your end you have a guy like Malcolm Roach on one end and take on Graham on the other end, or do you move a guy like Malcolm Roach on the inside with Coburn, take on Graham on one end, and put Joseph Asai, who is our best pass rusher as as an edge rusher that stands up and rushes. You know, or or puts his hand in the ground and 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 takes on a right tackle or left tackle. We got to figure something out because we're not getting any sacks on the quarterback. We got too much talent on this team to not get pressure on the quarterback. All right, so we're talking about the Texas defense by quarter. Forty point five first quarter BSN, a forty five point three uh, in the second quarter, which was the only quarter that they had that was at the NCAA average of forty five. Uh, third quarter, a 29.7, third quarter BSN, and the fourth quarter, an abysmal 2.9. 2.9 point BSN, fourth quarter rating. Horrible. Horrible. Now, we'll say in the first quarter, Texas defense played a bend-not-break kind of defense, our, our, our typical Big 12 defenses, right? Where we'll let you get all the yards you want from 20 to 20. Now, when you get into that red zone, now it's time for you to put up or shut up. And Texas put up. They they shut up the Oklahoma offense, uh, forced an interception down there in the in the end zone by Brandon Jones, where to go. Uh, also, they they caused a fumble. And that wasn't in the red zone, but it was right outside of the red zone. Jalen is running the ball, and, and you know they hit him and make him make him fumble the ball. Good on the defense, you know. So as bad as that offense played, and as kind of poor as that defense has played in the in the, in the first half. They still only had 10 points on that board. Oklahoma still only had 10 points on that board. So I, I can't get a defense a complete failing grade for the first half because they limited the the country's uh, – one of the top five offenses in the country to 10 points in the first half. So I cannot be mad at them for that. But they got to be able to, to hold the run. They couldn't stop the run in the first half. They couldn't stop the run in the second half. Let's get to the second half, right? Uh, second half, Texas defense, uh, yeah, it was horrible. Uh, I know th- these guys had to miss at least 25 tackles, 25, 30 tackles in the game. I mean, they missed some tackles, and it's because these guys aren't wrapping up. It's like everybody wants the big shot. Hey, guys, we understand you want to put a shoulder pad on somebody and you want to you make a, a wild play, but this is not the time for wild plays. You need to wrap up. When you hit him with the shoulder, put your arms around to make the guy get on the ground by hell or high water. All, all means necessary, get him on the ground. They didn't do that, and Galaxy Lamb went crazy because of that. So, um, yeah, they missed at least 25 tackles. I got to go back and count that up, but they missed at least 25 tackles. Uh, but the fourth quarter, guys, that was a deciding period. You know, Texas had a 7.7 defensive success rating, which is straight garbage, and a 2.9 BSN defense. They had no sacks. They had no tackles for loss. They allowed two touchdowns uh, with one of those two coming immediately after Texas scored a touchdown. I think they tied the game up. The Texas defense just, I think, it was three three plays or four plays. Bam, just go ahead and score Oklahoma. You guys are good. Just let them score. So we got to get better on the defense side of the ball, guys. If we have any chance of winning any games this year, they got to get better on the defense side of the ball. They got to shore up that defense side of the ball if they have any chance of even thinking about sniffing the Big 12 championship game in December. But they can't even worry about that right now. They need to worry about the next opponent, which is Kansas. 
And, and then after Kansas, they got to worry about whoever they play after Kansas. And then after Kansas, it gets Kansas State game. I'm going to the Kansas State game. I better not fly all the way down from D.C. to go down to Kansas. I mean, to go down to Texas to watch play Kansas State and get embarrassed. Spend all this money on that, I tell you. I digress. Now let's talk about Oklahoma's defense. Oklahoma's defense, guys, I'm not going to lie. Good game, Oklahoma defense. I never thought I'd say that. In the past 10 years, never thought I'd say Oklahoma had a good defense. They were far better than what they were in the past 10 years. Uh, more physical than any Oklahoma defense I've seen in a while. Um, since the Roy William days. Y'all remember, not the Roy William Texas, but the Roy William Oklahoma, diving over the line to get Chris Sims in the end zone. Those were some dominating defenses. The Tommy Harris days. Shout out to Tommy Harris, man. Went to high school with Tommy back in Ellison High School in Killeen, Texas. Uh, but the, you know, the, like Tommy Harris days. Tommy made a living off Texas. Um, yeah. They, this team imposed a will on the, on, on the Texas offensive line throughout the whole game. You know, they, they, they dominated Texas all day long. Like I said, guys, nine sacks from an additional five tackles for loss, and they only allowed three touchdowns. Um, so good on Oklahoma's defense. And their BSN, guys, their BSNs reflect the score. They had a 55.7 BSN, which is almost 11 points higher than the, than the NCAA average of 45 points. Um, uh, they had a, a defensive success rating of 58%, uh, 13% higher than the NCAA average. And uh, so even when Texas tried to come back and try to win the game or or try to get close, you know, they were able to force Texas to three points in the second half and just stem at their offense. So, um, you know, they but I can't lie, their defense looked legit. Um, and if this is what if this is signs to come for what this defense is going to look like in the Big 12, they're going to run through the Big 12. Um, and hopefully uh, Texas can win the remainder of the game so we can try to get some revenge here in the Big 12 championship game. But we'll see. If Oklahoma plays like this, it's going to be interesting. Um, so good on their defense for, for looking good. Now let's go to the QB comparison. This is what I really want to talk about. I didn't want to dig into it too much, but Jalen Hurts outplayed Sam Ellinger on Saturday. And I don't think Jalen Hurts played well. He played well as a running quarterback. He rushed very well, but Jalen Hurts is not a passing quarterback. And that's what kind of befuddles me when it comes to the Texas defense. Jalen Hurts can't pass the ball guys. I mean, he was not a good passer. As some of those balls, he just threw up for, like, dear God. And thank God he got CeeDee Lamb on his team because he was able to come down and get those balls and make some amazing plays after catching balls. But he threw some some balls. He threw a ball in the end zone that should have been intercepted by um by Antoine – not Antoine – no, Antoine Jameson. <laughs> he played basketball. Yeah, by Deshaun Jameson in the end zone. He threw an interception in the end zone to Brandon Jones. Uh Poor ball security when carrying the ball. Um, threw another couple of balls that were just like toss ups that you know could have could have went bad for his team. He's not a good pass guy. He is well. He is what we thought he was. A guy. He's a running back essentially playing quarterback. Um, and I don't understand why Texas didn't sell out to stop the run. Make him beat you with his arm. Just make him beat you with his arm. He's not that accurate. He showed it the other night. Um, but they came up with the win. It is what it is. The true difference in this game was Jalen Hurts' ability to rush the ball. He was a leading rusher for Oklahoma in this game. Uh, he had a f- uh, 50% uh, uh, offensive success rating for rushing. Ellinger had a 36% um, uh, OSR for rushing. That was the big difference in the game. The passing um, 
ratings when it comes to efficiency were roughly the same. 39% for Hurst and 36% also for Ellinger. Uh, so that's a wash. They're pretty much even. Both are, well, both are way below the, I wouldn't say way below, but both are below the NCAA average 40%. So they were below average quarterbacks from passing the ball on Saturday, and they were fairly equal, 39 and 36. Um, but Hurst's efficiency in actually running the ball propelled him to have a higher efficiency rating overall. So quarterbacks, he had a 43 OSR, and Sam had a 36. We so had 36 passing, had 36 Rushing at a 36 um, overall. But, uh, yeah, I don't understand why Texas didn't make him be the passer that he is not because he cannot pass the ball. And it was pretty evident in the game that he is not a good passer. He's uh, I like Jalen Hurts. You know, my wife's from Alabama. Uh, she's an Alabama fan, so I had to sit and suffer through a bunch of Alabama games, you know, for the past 10 years or nine years. So um got a chance to watch a lot of Jalen Hurts, and he's just not a good passer, guys. He's just not. Um, I thought, you know, all the games that they played in the first four or five games, you know, that offense is it's dinking and dunking. It is what it is. But I got to give the man credit. He came in. He came to DSR. I mean, not, not DSR. Uh, I was going to say DKR. He came into the Red River shootout and came into the hostile environment and won it. And he was rattled. He was rattled, and I see why the Texas defensive guys were talking a lot of mess before the game because they probably saw things on tape. He can't be rattled, and he could, and they had him rattled a few times. Just what happened, said they didn't show up to play. Texas didn't show up to play. So now let's go back to the quarterbacks. Let's look on a per-down basis. Hurts, uh, his his passing ability uh, definitely bested uh, Ellinger on first and fourth down, and Ellinger bested him on second and third down. So Hurts had a 60% uh, first down uh, OSR. Elder had a 26% first on OSR. What's that mean, guys? It means that Hurts was continuously putting his team in better positions, meaning that uh, his team, 60% of the time, were starting off second and five or better. And that means Elder, 26% of the time, his team was starting off second and five or better. So, big difference there. Um, second down. Ellinger posted uh, 41% OSR. Hurts posted a 40%. That's a wash. That's even. I'm not going to even get to that number, guys. Third down, Hurts had a 30%, uh, I mean, a 0% third down passing um, uh, OSR, and Ellinger had a 45%, which is five points by the average. But that number's a little misconceiving there, guys. Uh, when you look at Oklahoma had 11, they had they were in third down 11 times. And in those 11 third down plays, okay, let's take a look. You know, I got some stats. Let me take a look at these stats, guys. In those 11 third down plays, uh, they had – they didn't make one third down play. It went to a fourth down. It was a pass that didn't get completed on third on, on third down. I mean, it got completed but didn't get a, a touchdown. So Lincoln Riley goes forward on the goal line on fourth and one. They get the play down to C.D. Lamb. Touchdown. So that that non-converted third down actually ended up leading to a, a fourth and one touchdown, um, a touchdown pass. Right now, another third down. Uh, take a look at another third down, guys. Uh, on those third downs, let me see one, two, three, four, five of those eleven third down plays were runs. Okay. So one was a third down and five. They got 11 yards, first down, okay? The other run was a, a third and four. They got a 22-yard run, okay? The other run was a third and five. They got a 27-yard run, okay? 
The other run was a third and four. Texas stopped them. They got a two-yard run, so they didn't, you know, you know, convert that third down. The other run was a third and three, and Jalen Hurts got a three-yard run for a touchdown. So, yeah, a little misconceiving. Um, uh, yeah, by with his physical arm strength, no, he didn't. He wasn't as successful. But he didn't have to be because he had running backs that were successful in getting 22 and 27 yards per run. Um you know, and actually, though, I'm sorry, those 27 and 22 yard runs were by Jalen. <laughs> Every third down they had, those runs were by Jalen. <laughs> so he was very successful at on third down for the running part, just not in the passing part. You know what? I want to make it a new metric, guys. On first, second, third, and fourth downs, I want to do a, a, a rushing success rate for quarterbacks. Because it it just doesn't tell the true story how good he was running the ball. So next battle stats or next Horns Corner episode for the next Texas game against Kansas, I'm going to do uh, a rushing um, success rate per down. Man, wow. Wow. All right. Yeah, and on fourth down, you know, Jalen had that that pass to CeeDee Lamb for a touchdown. And, uh, you know, like that was – a good play. I was trying to figure out what Texas was doing with that. You know, they backed up off him, and it was kind of a a pick play. I think Charleston Ramble had a pick play there. That of course they don't call pick plays anymore. So, but uh, it is what it is. Great scheme by Lincoln Riley. Now my battle starts, guys. Let's end this up. Let's let's end this. Huh. I had to put in the words what I thought about this game. I came in this game thinking Texas was going to be the more physical team in this game. They weren't. Oklahoma was by far the more physical team in this game. Not only did I think Texas was going to be the more physical team, I thought Texas, I thought they were going to dominate those lines of scrimmage, and they didn't. Okay. Um, I thought Tom Herman was being very, uh, I thought Tom Herman was being very vanilla when it came to um, the offense uh, in the first five games to, to not put some stuff on tape for Oklahoma. Obviously, it wasn't the case because there's nothing different from this game in the first five. Um, and when it comes to Sam Ellinger, there's got to be something wrong with Sam Ellinger. Guys, he had a couple of times where he could have pulled the ball down and ran, and he just never did. And I don't understand why he did not run the ball more. Maybe he's maybe that rib injury that, that everybody's talking about in the past couple of weeks since he, that game against uh, LSU, he, he sustained some minor rib injury. Maybe it's bothering him more than we know. But he's been so indecisive. He seems so indecisive. He didn't want to run the ball at all. Um, which is not like Sam. We think for big games, you're going to need Sam to do that, and he just didn't do it. Um, it's got to be something up with that. Uh, and the staff, they need to put Rashawn Johnson in as a starting tailback. I don't care about hurting anybody's feelings. I heard that Keontae Ingram's more of a – he wears just emotions on the sleeve kind of guy. I don't give a damn. You got to win games. And if that guy gives you the best chance to win, you go with Rojo. He's going to win games for you. You put him in. You let him win games for you. You know, you got to do what you got to do. Uh, he's the best running back on this team. It's not even close. Weird to say that a blue blood program has a converted quarterback as their best running back on the team right now. And it's not even close. Think about that, guys. I know. I need to drink a shiner. Um, yeah, Texas has to do a better job of of. I'll just call them plays. The plays were so predictable, guys. And I, it was so predictable. Like I said, I was able to 
figure out what plays that Texas was going to run just by looking at the play before the play happened. They got to do a better job of drawing up plays. And the defense, they got to get pressure. You know, I understand Big 12, we we run a lot of guys out um, when it comes to passing the ball, but, you know, you're going to need more defensive backs in the field. But I tell you one thing that they're going to have to do. You don't get no pressure on the quarterback. No matter how many defensive backs you got in that field, they're going to pass the ball all over. And if you get a better passer, if you get somebody who's a better passer than Jalen Hurts, they're going to eat this defense up. Like Joe Burrow. Maybe that wasn't just an anomaly. Maybe he's just that good. But maybe we made him look that damn good, too. Now, he had a hell of a game last night, too, against Florida. I mean, he balled out. But you know, maybe maybe we made him look even that much better. Maybe from our flawed defense. Third and 17 keeps popping in my head. We had a bunch of defensive. No, we didn't. We actually rushed more on third and 17. Uh, all right. Anyways, guys, um, we got to do better for this next game. We are just playing Kansas next week. I hope we beat the brakes off Kansas next week. Um, you know, we'll see. And after Kansas, I forgot who to play. But like I said, I'll be down in Austin, guys, um, for the Kansas State game. Uh, buy my tickets. I bought my plane tickets. Got to buy my uh, my game tickets tonight. So I'm probably gonna sit right behind the Texas uh, Texas bench, mm, 30, 40 yard line, maybe twenty rows up or so. But uh, guys, if you like what you hear, subscribe to the podcast, man. Uh, Battlestat Sports um, podcast. You can get to it from hornscorner.com or battlestatsports.com. You know, I like to bring in uh, all the different. Uh, data that I can for NFL and for Texas football since I'm a Texas grad. Um, not only that, guys, um, for you know, for more information, like I said, just go to battlesatsports.com or hornscorner.com. If you got any questions or emails, you can there's a contact form on there, you can hit me up. Um, for social media handles, Battlestat Sports is at BStat Sports, and for Horns Corner, it's at Horns underscore corner. At Horns underscore corner. So hit me up on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Yeah, I'm all over the place. So uh, thank you guys for uh, listening to this and let me vent about my Horns Corner recap of uh, Texas versus OU. Uh, But on that note, guys, um, green light. Got to go.